Welcome to the Shane Anigans Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gents, to yet another episode of the Shane Anigans Podcast, Artist Edition, the podcast series where I interview artists who are not super well-known, but should be. On today's episode, I am joined by Syracuse, New York-based alternative artist, Fade Fade has been on the old pop music scene for a few years now, with popular tracks such as 3AM, Stars, and Next To You. He recently released a two-track single last month, so you guys should all make sure you check it out right after listening to or watching this episode. Please welcome Fade to the Shane Anigans Podcast Artist Edition. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Shane Anigans Podcast, the podcast series where I... Inter- interview artists who are not super well known but should be i of course am ishana sumazura today i am joined by fade let's go hey. let's go how's it going? going on it's going all right it's going all right hanging in there how about you yeah yeah surviving you know uh that's all we can do yeah exactly it's all we can do <laughs> at this point in time really? uh okay so as always we always start off with a joke fade you've yes. seen podcast of course so um yeah let's start off with a joke gotcha so this is a guy telling the story right he's like i saw a girl crying right she was crying her eyes out so i asked her where are your parents and then she started crying even more like bawling her eyes out rivers flowing from her eyes and she and she started crying even more man i love working at the orphanage Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, dark, um, yeah, that was that was a short one. <laughs> yeah, it's to the point. Nice yeah, yeah. No, All right, cool. Um, let's get right into the questions then. So, Brad. you've mentioned before that you were born in Syracuse, New York, right? So, the New York's uh, music scene—it's pretty big right now. Are you close mm-hmm. with many other artists around the area? Syracuse itself definitely has um like a music scene yeah there's definitely some people i've collaborated with and some people i've you know worked with in the past that have gotten me to to where i am now so it's definitely on the come up but yeah it's not it's not too bad that's pretty cool are there any under sorry tripping over my words (laughs) um anyone anyone super notable that you've worked with or is it you know they're all underground as well yeah well i mean uh I just released uh, two singles with this girl, Libby Reed, who actually um, goes to the I went to. So she, I did her stuff on SoundCloud, and uh, um, I was definitely a fan of her, so I, I really liked her voice, so I wanted to get her on two tracks. So we just put those out, uh, titled Obvious and Wasted Time. So those two tracks, you know, with, with Libby definitely stand out. Yeah, congratulations on that, by the way. How long did that take to, um, to produce and, you know, record and all of that? Thank you, yeah. Um, I mean, I think I originally I just sent her one song, which was it turned into the song Obvious. Um, and then I wanted to do kind of like an outro to it where like the beat switched up. Um, but that ended up kind of turning into like a separate song because like I, I just we kept on adding things to it. So I kind of just broke them apart and just did like a two single uh, release. So, I mean, I probably took around like a week or two, maybe three weeks. I mean, like it was pretty quick. But yeah. once once we got it, then we just wanted to put it out right away. So that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. congratulations on that. Thank um, you. Okay, so for some of your tracks, right? 
Mm-hmm. I feel like there's definitely a story behind them, you know, like there's there's some experience that's led to the creation of a track. Has this ever actually occurred? Like, for instance, one of my favorite tracks of yours, by the way, is See Your Face, right? I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm into sad music. A young man I, like I, me I, is getting over someone, so... <laughs> I feel you, man. I've been there. I've been yeah. there for sure. So, yeah... Um, I, so yeah, Karen, I mean, I pretty much asked the question there. Has an experience ever actually led to the creation of the track? Yeah, I mean, I mean, when it comes to writing songs, um, like like the instrumentals or musically, I think that's generally where I pull from like emotions or like stuff I'm trying to convey. Um, when it comes to lyrics, um, I mean, personally, I, I think I'm terrible at writing lyrics. That's the part I struggle most with. So when it comes to like, um getting out like a feeling or an experience into words i feel like that's not necessarily like my strong suit i think i kind of just try to convey like the feel of the track or like the chords or like you know so i I generally i pull from like emotions so not maybe specific experiences but maybe times where like i'm feeling something and then i just put that into like a song if that makes sense yeah i don't know (laughs) i get you i get you okay Mm -hmm. so Okay, I guess that kind of leads me on to my next question about um, the track Roseanne, right? The person sure. in the track Roseanne sounds like a <laughs> really special person, I'm not gonna lie. To the point That's... where you don't want to fall in love again. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me about yeah. this person. What made this person, if they even exist, so special to well, the point that... where, you know, where yeah. you felt this strongly about them? I mean, that's, like, really funny, actually, because I feel like whenever I do, like, uh, questions on Instagram, like, one of the most common ones, I guess, like, who is Roseanne? Um, <laughs> and, like, I mean, I don't, I've, I've answered before, but I'll, I'll set the record straight here. I mean, like, Roseanne isn't a specific person, um, but maybe kind of, like, bits and pieces of different people that I've, you know... Um, like known in the past or have had experiences with that I've kind of pulled from and I'm just like you know what this is like Roseanne just kind of embodies like everything that you kind of don't want in like a significant other maybe and I kind of just put that into the track that you don't want well like yeah, uh, trying to think back now like well just like I think it's mainly like someone like uh someone who was either like playing with your emotions or someone that maybe you felt strongly for but then you know they you know didn't feel the same way or treated you badly and just you're kind of like you know i don't even want to fall in love again like this isn't worth it i feel like i probably (laughs) interpreted the track wrong i'm not gonna lie i no i mean mean, thinking about some of the because i was thinking right that this person was so amazing that if things ended with them you wouldn't want to fall in love again because it wouldn't you know it wouldn't oh. yeah that's what i interpreted it as but that's, that's now that i'm thinking that's a about interpretation uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that i'm thinking about it the lyric about her effing with your heart to pass the time i mean that that yeah it makes a whole lot more sense now that i think about it like that well, <laughs> yeah and i mean in general too i think the track was um i wanted to i think i definitely probably started with the instrumental first and i wanted something kind of upbeat and kind of like rockish and like just you know and I, and I think the the words came secondary after that but yeah and i mean generally too I, the words are pretty repetitive there's not really a whole lot to it but i think 
from what was said. That's kind of what I was trying to convey, but I don't think there's any wrong or right, you know, interpretation. I mean, if you like the track, you like the track, and, you know, I'm grateful for that, so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me personally, I like the track. It's actually, it's one of my favorites on that. Um, Thank you. It's, would you say it's an album or an EP? I, it's... Co- uh, yeah, so that's off of Cosmic Summer, and that, that was, like, my first album. I think that's, like, Rex, and that was, like, my first like full-length project so yeah okay cool um all right next question unrelated what's the meaning behind fade the stage name what's uh what's the story behind that yeah so um and fade is totally fine i haven't been able to get something that sticks i think originally i thought fade that's like how i say it oh but at the same time (laughs) no but it, that's fine because every other person in the world says fade. So like maybe it's just fade. I don't know. Kind of complicated. But essentially, I think I was just I, I've been through like a series of a, of aliases uh, in the past uh, for like different projects. But um, I think I kind of settled on that because uh, I was just looking up like different words and uh, the word for like faith, like in Italian is is like fade, like F-E-D-E. So I just threw in a Y. But people think it's fade completely fine it's all about the music so you know i think i don't know i think if you added like an accent like a little swoosh at the end of the e it yeah would probably, you know present Maybe. it yeah it would probably yeah emphasize the a at the end of it i don't know but um are you italian i am part of italian yeah my on my mom's side she's she's very italian so that's kind of where i get that from uh, right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking you do look a little bit Italian. I'm not gonna lie. You Thank do. you. Yeah. You know. Uh. Okay. So, fede is the word for faith in Italian. Then is that so? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then, what's um? I suppose. I suppose what I'm getting at is. Mm-hmm. What made you go with faith? What um, exactly made you want to go with the word faith as your stage name? Is there anything in particular, or did you just think, you know, like a lot of people, did you just <laughs> think that it was just really cool? And... I don't want to sound superficial, but I mean, you know, yeah, like I think I kind of just, um, I don't know if there was a whole lot really behind that, or maybe I kind of just thought it sounded cool, but I, I just wanted something that would stick, because I mean, I think I would change my name, like, every so often or like i'd try to make a different style of music and that i'd be like oh well this name needs to like change and then like you know i'm just gonna pick a name and i'm gonna make whatever i want under it some things are gonna be different i may not have like a set sound but like this is gonna be under that name so i think that was like the last definitive uh alias that that i've chosen and i've stuck with it for a couple years now so yeah yeah i've noticed actually that your music does change you know the, the general sound of your music does change a lot mm-hmm. over the course of you know your um what like just going down your spotify uh so do you would you say that you have a certain genre or is it just you know a sort of bounce between each thing yeah i mean i like to um even if i haven't put it out there's a lot of stuff that i've made that um maybe would be kind of like uh like from left field compared to like what i've put out like on on spotify but um if i had to go with like a genre maybe like like alternative like pop or like alternative r&b like something something alternative 
because yeah. I don't think I'm really kind of set in like a specific lane of like music. But I don't know. I guess that. Yeah, that makes sense to be honest. I mean, I see there's this one uh, playlist on Spotify that I see all the time called Anti Pop. I don't know if you've seen it before yourself, but I, I might see have, it yeah. yeah, like people like um, Duckworth, Joji, and you know, people like that appear yeah. on it all the time. Yeah uh yeah okay so next question when you visualize a person listening to your music what kind of person comes to mind oh that's an interesting question i don't know (laughs) uh i don't i've never thought about this before um I don't know. Damn, you stumped me on this one. <laughs> I don't know. I hope. I hope anyone. I mean, I hope anyone can really uh, find something to relate to or find something uh, to connect with in my music. So uh, I don't know about like a specific type of person, but you know, I guess. I guess anyone. I mean, I hope anyone can really you know pull something from it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's 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 interesting. Okay. So. Uh- so my my next question is related to that. Who do yeah, you? Yeah. What do you want your fan base to look like? What does your ideal fan base look like to you? Yeah, I mean, I guess like eclectic. I mean, like just different people from different walks of life with different styles and you know different experiences. I mean, I guess I don't want them all to, you know, I'm not I'm not really trying to. Um, like hit like a specific niche i guess with my music like i think um like this kind of goes into like a broader thing but i guess i mean like i'm kind of just making music because like i just i love doing it and i do it for me and i i do it um as a form of like expression where like you know sometimes words can't get out what i'm trying to convey so i i I turn um but you know if anyone can can listen to that and you know somehow relate to it i think you know that's kind of who i want my my fan base to be yeah, have you been doing music, like, has it been a thing that you've been set straight on your entire life, or is it just, um, is it just recently become a big, a big deal? Yeah, so I've, um, I've been around music my whole life, um, like, my father, like, was in bands and stuff like that, uh, I think my mom, like, played piano, and so I've always, I've grown up around music, it's always been a part of my life, and I think in second grade I started playing drums, uh and had some like drum lessons and then throughout like middle school and high school i was in bands like either like the school band or like outside of school like in just like different rock bands and stuff um and then it wasn't until like the middle of like middle school or like secondary school that i um uh like started making music like garage band do everything like myself and so once i once i got that then i was like i don't need to rely on other people to like make music just i just want full force with that so it's been been a couple years definitely like maybe like i don't know five or six maybe seven years since i've been doing like stuff like as i'm doing it now yeah would you ever um sorry you broke up a little bit there so did you say you were in a band or you had a band or something along those lines or was it yeah um so like middle school and uh high school i was in like different bands like outside of school like rock bands like like some of my friends and like my sister we were like in a band um would you ever would you ever join a band again or is it you know is it just a solo thing for you 
Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, like, I'd love to get a group together to kind of like play the music that I'm making now. I think yeah. that'd be really cool to bring uh, live setting uh, to my music. But it's just a matter of finding people, you know, finding the time and stuff like that. But I think I, I definitely like to. I, I definitely miss it. It's something I definitely took for granted, like getting yeah. together with musicians and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people in New York who are, who are musically orientated or oriented. So, yeah, I don't know, one, one of the yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you could literally find someone just like that um, mm. who's, uh, who's interested in the type of music that you make as well. I say type of music that you make. There's a lot of different yeah. types, but... No, um, yeah, but yeah, something in there for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's something in there for everyone, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Do you have any songs that you think should be more popular? Are there any tracks that you worked really hard on and you, by the time you finished it, you were like, yes, this one is going to be the one to top the charts. I'm going to be getting a star on the Walk of Fame, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> is there a certain track that you think should be more popular, but um, people didn't appreciate it as much as you thought they would? Um, like, I remember back to when I released Thoughts from 3AM, uh, one of my EPs from a while ago. Uh, the song Indigo from that EP, I thought that was going to be pretty big because there were a lot of elements to it and it was a little different style than I usually do. Um, but from there, I think 3AM kind of took took the spotlight, which I'm also very happy with that track. But So I'm not like unhappy, but there's definitely some other tracks I wish, you know, got a little bit more attention, but, you know just happens you know <laughs> oh I, I completely understand that i mean i've i've had tracks that i've made which when i listen to them again i i wonder how i ever thought they were going to get big but um <laughs> you know i've had tracks that i've made where i was like man this one this is gonna be the track to get me yeah. on all spotify playlists and all of that i'm gonna this is the one yeah. where i'm gonna make it and you know yeah also i think I mean, you said yeah you said see your face and i, I think that's really cool you brought that up because that was another track that i was really happy with um and that like i you know i sent it to my friends and they were like you know that's the one and i think that's maybe one of the least played tracks off of cosmic summer so i was like okay you know yeah <laughs> like, it's fine but <laughs> the thing is with see your face it sort of sounds like one of those tracks like you know fan cams i don't know if you've seen fan cams on like twitter and all of that it's basically just montages of different like clips of people from a movie like i don't know let, let's is that what those are called wait <laughs> fan cams yeah because i think cams. i know exactly what you're talking about but i never know how to yeah are they called fan cams yeah okay it's like like gotcha. you know with the 90s filters on and all of that yeah i know exactly what you're talking about i just yeah. never knew they were called that yeah it's i learned also... something new today thank <laughs> you <laughs> uh yeah i'm sure a few listeners will have learned that as well um but yeah so it sort of sounds like one of those tracks that you'll hear on a fan cam you know um a montage of totally some yeah, exactly. A montage of some girl from a movie or something, from a coming of age movie, even mm. uh, getting their heart broken, like that. Well, hopefully, some people start making those to that song. You know? Hopefully yeah, I mean, you know what? Out. I'm sure a few people. Sh- people probably have already, to be honest. I think. I think. I mean, have you ever seen any fan cams of any of your songs before, in particular? I don't 
think so. I mean, like maybe maybe one or two, but I mean, I haven't really. I I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see that kind of stuff. If people are making those and want to send them to me, then please do. But <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I th- I think um, if ever I get to the point where anyone's using my music to make fan cams or any sort of video like that, that's when that's when I've made it. Either that yeah. or when you know you type your name into Google and then you get like that little information box on the side. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Well, it's like it means like people are like engaging with it, and I think that's really cool when people you know can take things and like make something with it, or you know it just shows they're connected with it, and I think that's really awesome. Do you have a favorite lyric you've written? Are there any um, lyrics that stand out to you? <laughs> like when you wrote them, you were like, oh. That's the one. <laughs> I mean, like, that's kind of touching on, like, earlier. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I f- personally, I feel like I just suck at writing lyrics. I don't, I don't know how to do it. And when I, when I find something that, like, just sticks, I'm like, you know, like, that's, that's that. I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. Oh, well, actually, I just thought of this. Um, this kind of relates to the question. But the whole thing uh, behind 3AM where it's, like, um, the clock says three, but the night's brand new. Let's set it to two. Um, which I guess I kind of like that lyric. I think that was kind of cool. But um, I think I could be wrong, but I think I released that EP on uh, like daylight savings time. Like over here, we have like daylight savings time where like we set the clocks back. <laughs> and I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that though. I put it out. And then I remember like that night, um, our clocks went back. And I was like, oh shit, like. <laughs> that might be the sickest thing I've ever heard. You know? I think. <laughs> That's crazy. And it was just totally unplanned. I was like, this this is a sign. I was no, like, no, no, I should have no, known no, at that point that, that. You need to tell I everyone get... that it was planned. <laughs> it was totally planned. I had it written down uh, for months. It was prepared and ready. And, you know, I executed right on time. So exactly. Exactly. I capitalized on that. <laughs> for real. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'm fully understanding the lyric though. Give me a a, ju- a genius lyric um, description of that lyric in particular. The clock's going. That yeah. Lyric. So so um, so it says like the clock says three, but the night's brand new. Let's set it to two. So essentially, I mean, what I'm trying to convey is like you're having a great time with someone. And you want more time, so you set the clock back. It's like it's not really. You don't want it to be three. You want, you'd rather have two or like you know earlier because you want more time. Um, but uh, for like daylight savings time, it's like you know like in the fall, we set the clocks back, and in the spring we set it forward like an hour. Um, and that's you know the whole daylight savings thing. And so like in the so I think when I released that, it was the fall. So we actually did set the clock back from three to two. And I, I, I didn't realize it. I realized it. <laughs> Whatever you want to. Um, but yeah. So what, I think just that together. Maybe it was more for me that I was like, "That's crazy that I did that." But um, I thought that was. I thought that was kind of cool. So. Yeah, that is really cool to be honest. And I feel like, I feel like whenever you know, you hear lyrics like that, a certain person can pop into your head. I feel like that's happening to a number of the listeners right now as well. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite place you've performed, or I mean, have you been performing in many places like over the course of your musical career? 
is it um or is it just like most mostly a home thing kind of thing yeah so i mean as of right now i haven't played out a lot and obviously over the past you know a couple months that's not really even like an option to, to play out sadly but um the the one time i would count this as like my first like kind of like real performance um was last december at this place in syracuse called the westcott theater yeah um, and that was really cool to play there because i had back in the day like i used to i originally i originally made like edm music and kind of just like dance music and i used to dj a little bit um and i had played some shows doing that kind of stuff at the westcott theater like opening up for people and some big names that i really liked at the time um and so then getting to go back there and having seen so many shows there getting to go back there and like play a set where like i'm not behind anything like i'm i'm out front with the mic and like it's you know that was crazy nerve-wracking but also i felt you know really um like proud of myself for for getting up there and being able to do that so i think i think there's you know hopefully when things open back up i'll be able to do more performances and stuff like that because I, I had a blast but yeah and you know i mean I'm, I'm hoping to see some live videos of you on the internet as well you know you know the you know those live videos with comments where people are like come to brazil come to brazil yeah, well, yeah. what's up with that i don't know if you've seen that before right but under yeah. every single <laughs> live video i've ever seen people are always like come to brazil come to come brazil to... <laughs> i guess more i guess more people need to come to brazil i guess people aren't going there enough and that's you know up to us to get there yeah, so that's, that's true I don't know what's yeah. up with that. I mean, okay. I was actually speaking to someone on Omegle the other day about this. They were, okay. they were basically saying that no one ever goes to Brazil, apparently. That's what I've heard. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm thinking now where, like, you, you see people release, like, world tours or, like, you see tour dates. And it's like, maybe you just don't see Brazil a lot. Maybe people don't try to go there. But, yeah. I I mean, listen, if, if someplace in Brazil wants to have me do a show, I would love to go to Brazil, you know? Yeah. Let me know. So, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, Brazil's a great place as well. It looks like a great place. Um, yeah. The culture, the you know, the food there as well. It mm. looks like a really cool place. I definitely love to yeah. at some point. We have reached the end of our interview interview questions. Now it's time for our would you take the deal questions. Mm. There are five would you take the deal questions for the listeners who are not super um, savvy on would you take the deal questions or for you fade if you don't know what would you take the deal questions are would you take the deal questions are when I present you with a with a scenario or mm-hmm. um, with a pitch even with a pitch that's what I was looking for but mm. there will be one condition um, be it big or small and you have to decide whether or not you would take this deal. Okay. So, would you take the deal question number one? You can own whatever object you want for free, but you must remain single for the rest of your life. Damn. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. I don't... I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, what the object could be that would, like, entice me so much that I wouldn't... Yeah... I don't think I'd take the deal. I don't know. I don't think I don't think I could take that deal. I'm like just thinking about it. No, I couldn't do it. Exactly. I've met some amazing people in my life, and I don't think I could take that deal. Yeah, (laughs) really. (laughs) The idea that there were probably more amazing people out there, and I'll have to remain single for the rest of my life. 
offer I mean, an object. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, it could be like, um, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be an object itself. It could be like happiness mm. or something like that, I guess. Oh, but, well, that's a whole other can of worms. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I might, for happiness, for happiness, I don't know. But does that mean if does that mean if you were in a relationship, then you couldn't be happy? Is that what that? I feel implies? like. I feel like if you. If you didn't take the object, you could still be happy, or you know, you could still feel whatever emotion you wanted to feel. You just have to like, you know, it would just be like your normal life, I guess. Okay, then yeah, I'm not taking that deal. I think that's still. <laughs> I think we're still there. Yeah, I think. No, I wouldn't take that deal either, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You get an AI life coach, artificial intelligence life coach that improves your life. Whatever it tells you will improve your life, but you must obey it or you will lose $50,000 each time. Or in this case, for the listeners in the UK, £50,000, great British pounds, every gotcha. <laughs> every time you <laughs> disobey the life coach. Damn, okay. I mean, so the life tell you something to do that you would not want to do like something bad no it wouldn't tell like whatever it tells you to do would improve your life but it could be like telling you to go streaking at a you know world cup football match or something you know oh yeah Ooh, i mean i, I mean if it would improve my life then I don't know. Maybe I'll take the deal. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they're if they're trustworthy and they're like, you know, this definitively is gonna help improve your life, then I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah. What do you think? What's your perspective on this? <laughs> I couldn't do it. Honestly, I couldn't do it. Really? What if it tells me it's uh, I don't know, go and kill a puppy or something, and then everyone oh! around me? Well, hey. <laughs> Everyone around well, I, me. Well, first of all, I don't know how that would improve my life. I mean, like, I, I don't. I mean, maybe in the long run. I guess. Would, I guess it's we're talking about like a long run situation. It could be in the long run or short term, whatever um, you go with. But okay. either way, it will improve your life. Oh well, now I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> um, ah. You know what? Actually, no. I take it all back. I'm not taking the deal. It's. I think it's better to be to be. And to make mistakes, that's how you that's how you learn and you grow. So no, no deal. It's I'm not monkey. listening to the robot. It's a monkey's fist kind of situation, you know. I don't know if you've heard of that story. You know the monkey's fist where the guy gets five wishes from a monkey's fist. And then, you know, all this crazy stuff happens. Um, okay, it's similar to the genie in the bottle mm. thing. Where the genie will basically make life difficult for you no matter what yeah. you wish. Yeah. Gotcha. It's like, it's not really what it seems. It's like, you know. Yeah, There's exactly. gonna be some sort of twist. Okay, all right. I'm not taking the deal. I could talk me out of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like this AI life coach would end up, you know, getting me ostracized by humanity. Like maybe my life would be better if I was ostracized. But do I want to be ostracized by humanity for the rest of my life, though? That's the mm -hmm. question. Uh, okay. Seeing it now. You become completely incapable of losing a fight, but someone challenges you to a fight every week. I know that, I know that, okay, stereotyping here, but I know that Italians, right, they can be loud, they can be, you know, very, um, 
I wouldn't say <laughs> they can be a bit uh, argumentative sometimes. What's your perspective on this? <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest. I absolutely hate confrontation. I like will do anything to avoid <laughs> any of that. I don't think I've really even been in a fight at all in my life. I'm pretty like I'm pretty chill. I'm pretty reserved. I'm not really maybe playing into that stereotype. I'm kind of like to myself, you know. So I don't I don't uh, I mean, I'm saying no deal to all these, but I got I mean probably <laughs> no deal cuz I just I just don't want to fight anyone. I don't know. What about what about you? What do you say to that? when I was reading this and like I was writing it up I was thinking about it I was thinking maybe I would take this deal you know but having to deal with a fight every single week no thing is mm -hmm. I could go and fight Mike Tyson right now right do you know how yeah. much money I would win in a fight oh so that could be Mike lucrative Tyson. okay Actually, yeah Tactics. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I would just be so anxious every week. Like, oh, like it's it's Sunday. I gotta fight someone today. <laughs> exactly. Like you could stay in your house. You could stay in your room the entire day. Someone's gonna bust down your door. SWAT team comes through the window. Like, oi, oh what? God. You wanna you wanna tussle, mate? Oh, guys, <laughs> I don't wanna do this today. Like, please, don't make me do this. Like, <laughs> Oh my days, yeah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like, Pretty exhausting, yeah. 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 Like, um, have you have you ever seen Fight Club yourself? I haven't. I I I, I probably should. It's it's a classic, but I, I haven't seen Fight Club. Yeah. It's a great film. Trust me. It's, it's yeah. got some sick plot twist at the end as well. It's it's great. Yeah. It's great. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. You get to achieve world peace on Earth. Oh my goodness, this one's a bad one, yo. <laughs> and I'm okay. intrigued. You get to achieve world peace on Earth, but you have to kill a thousand homeless people in order to achieve it. What? Wow. Yeah, okay, so would you take the deal, Fede? Or John, Fede? What, what, what are we going with here? Any, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... You can just call me John. I mean, like, I just go by John, so that's fine, but... Are you taking okay. the deal, yeah. John? Am I taking that deal? You presented me with a real interesting deal here. <laughs> and, you know... I mean... Wow. I... Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? What's your perspective on this? I'm putting you in the hot seat. <laughs> I know it's, 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 a, it's a heavy price. It's a heavy price to pay, so, you know. Would you personally have to kill them, or like you just take the deal and then like, oh, they just go away? Well, like you can't, you just, can't just push a button and then a thousand homeless people die. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> um, yeah. Have to kill a thousand homeless people. I mean, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be. This this sounds so sick, but it doesn't <laughs> necessarily have to be. You know, you going out and actually like killing them. I mean, it could just be, I don't know, you give them, like, you buy them a drink or whatever, and it turns out to be uh, some, or something see, like that. See, I think what's interesting about that is, yes, there would be world peace, but I feel like, I mean, as long as you're, like, you know, like, sane or, like, an empathetic person, like, you would probably have the guilt and weight of that while the world prospers. So it's, like, is it really, like, peaceful for you? Like, I feel like you're kind of sacrificing yourself in a way. Like, that's got to be a heavy weight, like, on your head, you know? Exactly. But, I mean, you know, people... I mean, people who would be dying 
in like like bystanders in wars would get to live but then again what, what okay here's the question what's the maximum number you oh my goodness this is, <laughs> sounds so bad because <laughs> the thing is there's I mean, but it's for world peace i don't know the thing is i pass oh, homeless you know. people all the time as well i like i walk past them all the mm-hmm. time so oh man okay what's the maximum number you'd be willing to kill for world peace i just want okay before i get cancelled it's for world peace okay <laughs> i know i'm just uh this is tough man i don't know if i get uh, i don't know i mean ah it's murder <laughs> <laughs> um, i mean the other thing I'm thinking of too, though, is like the amount of people that you would be saving from wars and famine, drought, you know, natural disasters. I mean, you'd be, you'd be saving millions. But does that mean it's worth the price? Uh, you said a, a thousand, or did you say ten thousand? Yeah, a thousand. A thousand. Damn, man, I don't know if I should be calling the shots on this. I just make music. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you'd be coming on here for just like a nice chilled interview about you know you talking about some of your songs maybe a project that's coming up in the future no <laughs> i want to know how many homeless people you'd be willing to kill for yeah, world really? peace okay. <laughs> all right oh, i mean i'll just i'll just i mean you know what for controversy you know i'll i'll take the deal um, just world peace. You're about you know. to get cancelled. You know that. I know, probably. <laughs> probably. We don't have to. We don't have to include this question, just so you know. We don't have to include it. I can. I can cut it out if you want. I don't. I don't even care. No, I mean, like, you know, it's it's for it's a hypothetical. I don't know. You know. <laughs> it's a hypothetical. Okay. Mm-hmm. But well, uh, what, what would you? What would you do? I want. I, I want take the deal of, I take the deal as well. <laughs> All right. So we're in this together. We just made a pact. We're. Right. We're, We're both going in on this. All right, <laughs> but nah, um, good fun. Yeah, I feel like it would. I mean, it would be worth it for world peace, saving all those lives. Yeah, but yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Um, last... To... <laughs> <laughs> last one. You get a free car valued up to seventy-five thousand dollars, but it comes with an AI computer system that will always insult you and belittle you. I mean, honestly, that sounds pretty funny. I feel, I feel like, I mean, like, I love, I love comedy, and I like, you know, I, I, I maybe could get behind that. I don't know. I think I'd take the deal. Yeah. I mean, would it, would it insult other people if they got in the car as well? Or like, oh. Hmm. Just have, yeah, to, just have to tell the person, like, sorry, it's my car. They, yeah, the car. I think. I think no. I think I take the deal. I think I could just be like, yeah, like I'm sorry, my car's a dick, but you know, we'll just <laughs> we'll get there in five minutes. Just just tune it out, put in some headphones. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh but, man, I'm just yeah. thinking though, like I don't know, like I miss a turning on my way to work or something, and this car's like, oi, you're a dickhead, man. What what are you doing with me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I I think I'd take it though. I think I, I think I could put up with that, but yeah. I, I feel I was thinking about this myself actually I was thinking because sometimes 
my ego can be fragile, right? But mm-hmm. then again, when I think about it, it's just a car. I'm literally getting insulted by a piece of metal. So, <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, what do they know? You know, it was just it was just programmed to, to be this way. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'd probably I, take that deal as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we're taking the deal. Okay, cool. Um, I do actually have another question, by the way. I noticed... Yeah. A blonde poster, and I believe a still woozy poster as well. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. got some. I don't know if you can. My yeah. a little messy. I don't know if you can see the messy part. But yeah, I got a blonde poster. I got a still woozy poster, and then against uh, this wall over here, I have a Brockhampton poster. That's sick. So, um, I was actually gonna ask: Would you say these are people who inspire your music as well, or is it just um, you know, you just like the their sound? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I pull from. Uh, different aspects of of all those artists more i mean i definitely um like music being a a big part of my life i mean like i i would say i make it just as much as i listen to it like i'm listening to music constantly so yeah those are definitely some of my some of my my big influences for sure what would you say um what would you say your favorite uh brockhampton project is then for instance Ooh. um this one's gonna. This one's gonna be a bit. Um, yeah, a bit polarizing. Trilogy. Pardon? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Um, I I definitely love the saturation trilogy. Like that's how I got into them. Um, like specifically, I think I really love saturation too. Um, but I also did like iridescence, and I did like ginger. Um, I mean, well, what is? What you're is, gonna. You're gonna. Uh, you're gonna polarize some people there by saying that. I mean, I think when it came to those projects, I don't know if I like them in their entirety, but I definitely liked, you know, certain tracks or certain verses and stuff. Like that. Um, I love, I love Bareface so much. I love uh, Matt Champion and like Kevin and those guys. So I don't know. I can get, I, I can get behind what they're doing pretty easily. I mean, I, I, I definitely fanboy a little bit when it comes to Brockhampton. So I don't know. What do you, what, what do you do you like Brockhampton? Do you have a yeah. perspective uh, on that? You know what? I used to listen to them every single day. I used to, you know, mm-hmm. blast their stuff all the time. But at this point, I mean, my my favorite project by them is Saturation Three, actually. Um, okay. Tracks like Rental, Bleach, Boogie, stuff like that. You know, they really set the bar high, and even Sweet as well. Um, yeah. I think I think oh, yeah. Sweet Sweet was on Saturation Three, wasn't it? Sweet was on Saturation too. Oh, okay. In that oh, case, forget God. Sweet. <laughs> but yeah, Saturation Three was great too. I mean, yeah, it definitely had a lot of great tracks too. And I think that may have been the the, the biggest one for them, uh, maybe commercially or like I, I remember like a lot like seeing their music around a lot more once once Saturation Three came out, um, amongst like people I knew. So yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm not gonna lie, they they. Ever since Amir left, everything's just been going downhill. I started listening to Amir's music, you know? Like, he's recently released... um, He recently released a new single called Keep Your Distance. That track, right? When I'm in the gym, it's like I get a star in Super Mario, and I'm just like... You know? (laughs) I'm ready to conquer everything. That's that's so crazy you said that, because this is actually... I think this is really interesting, but they had their... um, Oh, it was like Stereo Love or Stereo Sound or Stereo. They had a tour that they were going on after Saturation 3 with Amir. Um, and their first show was at this place called uh, the Upstate Concert Hall, 
which I went to see them at and I bought like a hoodie and it had like their whole tour dates like on the back. Um, and Amir was in that show. And then I guess the second show they played was in Boston and Amir didn't come out for that show. And then they canceled the whole tour because that's when they kicked him out. So I have a hoodie from the only show from Amir's last show um, from that canceled tour. So I feel like that's kind of crazy, and it might be worth something one day. Maybe you know. It absolutely, would be worth someday. I think something someday. I think to be honest, you need to. Yeah. You need to be careful because you might have some people coming after you now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, maybe some 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 yeah people. But that's crazy. Yeah. No, crazy I think that was kind of crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that we'll probably never see a Brockhampton concert with Amir ever again. It's probably never going to happen. It could happen, but. It's probably yeah, not yeah. going to happen, though. It's actually insane. Yeah. I mean, and I, I've heard in interviews and stuff, too, that they um, are like, I think a few of them, I mean, still kind of talk to Amir. And like Amir said, like, he's still Brockhampton's like number one fan. Like he's, you know, and uh, I don't know where it stands right now. I just remember hearing that in some like video interviews and stuff. But I mean, it'd be it'd be it'd be cool to see. I don't know. I mean, time will tell what was with that. But I don't know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, from, yeah, I feel like Amir was really... Because with Iridescence and Ginger, once again, it's just... It's not the same, you know? <laughs> no, he definitely brought... He definitely brought, um, like, a grittiness and, like, and like a rawness to, to some of those tracks. Because um, he's very, like, you know... Like, you said, like, you listened to that new song of his, like, at the gym and stuff. Like, he'll definitely get you, you know, kind of pumped up and, like ready to go do stuff you know i don't know but but yeah uh, okay so i have one more question before i let you go on your way fade john hanover sure. you are presented with a microphone right this voice from the sky uh-huh. tells you this microphone allows you to speak to everyone on earth for 10 seconds what do you say oh my god <laughs> First of all, I'm going to probably not say anything for like five seconds and just be like really over anxious. Um, what am I going to say? Uh, man, uh, I don't know. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me think for a moment. Let me. Uh... That's your 10 seconds up, my guy. Oh, that's my 10 seconds? That's it? No, I think that would be perfect, though. I think that would be hilarious <laughs> and great if I'm given this you know prestige this opportunity to speak to the masses and i just am like wait hold on wait give me a second and they're like no 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 your time's up like you just you blew it and i'd be like ah well you know i think that would be a very me thing to do i think that that's i think that's that (laughs) (laughs) okay let's say you've had a week to prepare the all okay yeah let's say you've had a week to prepare for this thing you knew it was gonna happen what what do you say now john um I would say thank you all for coming. Uh, uh, hug your friends and family. Love everyone and listen to my music. And that, I think, I think that's what I could do. I you know, message across. Fair enough. Don't don't be a dick. You know, be a nice person <laughs> and listen to my music. So <laughs> that's the most important part. Honestly, I I think I'd probably say listen to my music first. Either that or listen to the yeah. Shane Anigan's podcast artist edition. That's... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Throw throw in a plug. 
Uh, yeah, that's the greatest advertising opportunity in history, and it's for free. Mm-hmm. Like, this... You gotta fit in ten seconds, but it is, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's companies who would pay millions, hundreds of millions for that opportunity. I think. So yeah, yeah. I think get... I would love that too. They're like, there's like a bidding war, and they're like, no, 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 we're just gonna give it to this kid from upstate New York, <laughs> and he's just gonna say something for ten seconds. And it's like, okay, all right. Yeah, that would be insane. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, that brings us. I feel like that's a good note to end this episode of the Shane Anigans Podcast Artist Edition. So, John Hanover, Fade, do you have anything that you would like to say to the listeners before you, uh, before we close off this episode? Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, shameless plug. Check out my music. Uh, <laughs> follow me on Instagram. It's Fade Fade F E. Um, oh, you're gonna have, have to say that I, again. You just broke up. Did I just break up? Yeah. All right. It's, so Instagram, it's uh, Fede Fede. So that's F E Y D E F E Y D E. So the same thing twice. Um, two newest singles. Those are out. Um, and hopefully, within the coming months, I'll have uh, another EP out. So that's that's my next project right now. Is the next is another EP. So stay tuned for that. All right. Sick. Um, all right cool um listeners thank you for listening to this fortnight's episode of the shay nanigans podcast artist edition my name is of course ishana sumazura stay shay amazing and i will see you all next time and that concludes this fortnight's installment of the shay nanigans podcast artist edition with ishana sumazura i am of course ishana sumazura feel free to subscribe to this channel and click the bell next to it or if you're an audio listener simply subscribe on your podcast platform of choice if you have anyone you'd like to see on the podcast or if you're an artist who would like to make an appearance feel free to drop me a message on any of my socials see you all next time